فَيَغْفِرُ لِمَن يَشَاءُ وَيُعَذِّبُ مَن يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders This ayat of the Quran Sharif appears on the towards the right towards the end of Suratul Baqarah and thereafter the very famous ayat Amana Rasulu bima unzila ilayhim ir rabbihi wal mu'minun till the end these are the well known ayat of Suratul Baqarah in these ayat like every other portion of the Quran Sharif every other letter and word of the Quran Sharif there are great lessons in there for us Allah Ta'ala give me, give all of us the tawfiq of imbibing the lessons of the Qur'an Sharif, bringing the Qur'an alive in ourselves, because this is where the real place of the Qur'an Sharif is. It is there on the shelves, but from the shelves and from the pages, it has to come into our lives. So nevertheless, in these ayat, Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala says that Lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard To Allah Ta'ala belongs the heavens and the earth and whatever is beneath it and whatever is above it whatever is between it anything and everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala alone He is the master, He is the owner He is the creator, He is the sustainer He is the nourisher and when Allah Ta'ala wills, He will bring this entire system to an end. Allah Ta'ala will bring that moment, that day, that time, when this whole world will no more exist. When the skies, which are presently being kept aloft without a single pillar, but the day will come, إِذَا السَّمَاءٌ fatarat when the skies will also split asunder and when the stars will fall when the moon and the sun will lose all their shine and brightness so Allah Ta'ala is the owner of this entire universe and the day will come when everything Allah Ta'ala will bring to an end also and then will come the day of Qiyamah and thereafter the everlasting abode of Jannat for the believers and Jahannam for the disbelievers so this is that reality that Allah Ta'ala is bringing to our attention and this is repeatedly brought in the Qur'an Sharif. In various ways, everything belongs to Allah Ta'ala. So in all these things, as we mentioned, the Qur'an Sharif is filled with lessons for us. That repeatedly in the day sometimes, many many times, we would say, my this, my that, my business, my house, 
my wealth, my possessions, my ownership, my qualifications, and my expertise, and the my and the I, we sometimes, the whole day is filled with this. In some limited sense, it's not wrong. It's a person is saying it's my house. He is correct in a sense. Nobody else has got the right to now go and try to enter that house. It is his. Because Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with the ownership of that house. It's his house. So nobody can try to snatch it away from him. If somebody tries to snatch it away from him, then the law of Allah Ta'ala will help him to take it back. By means of qaza. But that's a very limited sense of ownership that Allah Ta'ala has given a person in this world. Let alone after he has passed away. After he has passed away, then it's a very clear-cut thing. Even while he is alive, he's still in this world. But he is now in the moments that where it's a time preceding death. Marazul Maut. He now has got no more right to dispose of it as he wishes. Somebody now, he says, I gave my whole house away in Sadaqah. When? Now when he is about to leave the world... He says, all my wealth and all my properties and everything I've given away in Sadaqah. Sharit says, sorry, you can't do this. You're not allowed to do this. It's no more your right now. If you want to maximum, Sharia will give you an allowance in one third. More than that, you can't even dispose. You're alive, you can't dispose of it. You're alive, you can't give it in Sadaqah. You're alive, you can't give it away to somebody else as a gift. person is still around. But because now he's in the first stage of the Akhirat, already this ownership has already gone. So what about it when a person has left? That's, there's no question about it. It's all gone. So Allah Ta'ala is bringing this reality. Yes, we may say in the figurative sense to a very limited extent, my this and my that, but in reality it's all Allah Ta'ala's. So this is something that we have to keep reminding ourselves. And this is something that will create that humility within us that we are nothing, we own nothing, we possess nothing. And... The day when we leave this world, this reality becomes manifest. One great king, he made wasiyat that when I pass away and my janaza is carried, please leave my hands out of my janaza, out of the beer. So somebody inquired, but why must we do this? So he said, I want everybody to see that I am regarded as such a mighty king and I have all the authority and power and all this wealth and treasures and all these other things at my fingertips and in my possession and ownership. But I want to show everybody that I'm leaving now, I'm leaving empty-handed. I'm taking nothing along. Nothing is coming with me. Either my wealth, my possessions, my properties, nothing is coming with me. Everything is left behind. So that is a time when this reality becomes manifest. When nobody disputes this reality at that time. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is bringing this reality to us over and over again. Whether you conceal, whether you expose what is in your hearts and what you have done, what you have intended to do, whether you conceal it, whether it's exposed, it's open, it's mentioned, it's done in open, whether it's something well deep within the heart, the recesses of the heart only, Allah Ta'ala will take you to account for it. Now the meaning of this ayat is that if a person has done something, then obviously he's done something, 
And if he has resolved to do something, he has made a firm resolve, I want to do something, some wrong for example. But then due to some uh, thing or the other, some obstacle that came in the way, he did not go ahead with it, he will still be taken to account for this resolve and decision, this firm intention to commit wrong. He'll be accountable for that. That is what this ayat meant. But the general wording of the ayat, from this general wording, the meaning that comes out is that whatever thought passes through the heart, even the involuntary thoughts, the person will be taken to task for it. Now an involuntary thought, something that is beyond his control, he will be taken to task for it. This was something obviously very, very difficult for somebody to manage. So the, who are we? The Sahaba Ikram became extremely concerned and anxious. And they came to Rasulullah and they expressed this concern to him that Kullifna minal a'mali ma nutiq that we have been made responsible for various amal, various actions which we are able to carry out we have been made responsible and obligated to perform our salah to perform, to keep fast in the month of Ramadan to give zakat all these things we are in a position to be able to carry out but this ayat has been revealed and this is something beyond us because the involuntary thoughts Allah's Nabi وسلم, immediately knew what is the meaning of this ayat. But because this ayat had just been revealed, Nabi وسلم, did not feel it appropriate to even mention it from his side. That this is not what is refer- it's referring to. This is something which is referring to what you have decided firmly in your hearts. But Nabi وسلم, didn't say that to them. Allah's Nabi وسلم, in fact said something in a little bit of a strong tone. Nabi Salaam said to them, that do you want to become like the Ahle Kitab, the Yahud and Nasara, that they said, Sami'ina wa Asayna, that we heard but we're not going to do it. The command of Allah Ta'ala, whether you think it is possible to do it, or whether you deem it not possible, you have one thing to do, you have to submit. Law of Allah Ta'ala, you submit. Now this was Nabi Wasallam's response to them. They came to say that how can we manage this? We are afraid. Nobody is going to be able to pass this examination now. Nobody will succeed. Allah's Nabi Wasallam is teaching them, listen, your job is submission. Allah Ta'ala's command has come, you submit. And when you will submit, Allah Ta'ala will open the way for you. Without any making any interpretations for yourself, without trying to find any loopholes for yourself, without trying to explain away something, which unfortunately has become the norm nowadays, that in everything we find some justification for what we want to do, in the light of some reinterpretation, we will mold something for our benefit, in the way that we want it. Give it an explanation that will suit us. So this is what Nabi Salaam is warning against. Don't go down that route. You don't perceive it to be something you're going to manage, still submit. When you will still submit, Allah will open the way for you forward. 
And when a person takes this road, whereas sometimes it's clear cut that this is beyond him, Allah Ta'ala grants that barakat in that, in that manner that he has adopted, in that response, that Allah Ta'ala makes everything easy for him. Great Sahabi of Rasulullah Wasallam, Hazrat Thabit bin Qais bin Shammas radiallahu ta'ala. He was a person that was, he was the khatib and he was the wa'iz of the ansar, khatibul ansar. And very eloquent person. And he was naturally a person who had a naturally loud voice. Nowadays do you get people also, all have different voice levels. Somebody's volume starts off at zero and then goes up from one, two, three, five, ten. Somebody's volume starts off at seven. Happens, everybody's voice box is different. Somebody is a speaker, somebody is a loudspeaker. So in any case, he was naturally, his voice was a little louder. It was his natural voice. He heard the ayat of the Quran Sharif comes, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Oh, you who believe, don't raise your voice above the voice of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. وَلَا تَجْهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ كَجَهْرِ بَعْدِكُمْ لِبَعْدٍ Don't call out to him like how you call out one another. أَن تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Otherwise, all your actions as a result of this disrespect to some extent, everything will get cancelled and nullified and destroyed. What a warning came in the Quran Sharif. Now when this ayat was revealed, Sabit hears about this ayat being revealed. So as soon as he hears this ayat reveal, was revealed, he secludes himself in his house. He's not coming out. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu notices Sabit is not around. So he asks Sa'ad bin Ubadah radiallahu ta'ala that what happened to Sabit? Is he ill? So he says that he lives close by to me He's my neighbor, but I don't have any knowledge about him being ill. Which means that if he was ill, being his neighbor, I would have certainly known. So it wasn't the kind of situation that nowadays we don't even know what goes on next door. It's me, myself, and I. Three of us only will live. And the rest of us, it doesn't matter what goes on. So he's my neighbor. If he was sick, I would surely have known. So if he's not present, something else is the matter. I will have to go and check up. So the Saad comes, finds a Sabit at home. What is the problem? You are not coming anymore to the gathering of Nabi Wasallam. What is the problem? He perhaps was just coming, performing his salah and going away. So he said, well, don't you know this ayat has been revealed? This ayat has been revealed that لا ترفعوا أسواتكم فوق صوت النبي that don't raise your voices above the voice of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, everything will be destroyed. In other words, everything is destroyed, the end result is Jahannam. And you know, you know very well, that inni la'ajharu sawtikum, that la'ajharukum sawtan, I am the one with the loudest voice. I naturally have this loudest voice. My voice is already naturally above the voice of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. The Quran is saying, don't raise your voice above the voice of the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. My voice is already above his voice. Inni lamin ahlin nar. I am already gone to Jahannam. Now, 
This was not something in his control. And he could have immediately responded that what a kind of thing is this? Am I going to be destined to Jahannam because of something beyond my control? He could have come to say that you see something doesn't apply to me, doesn't obviously I am excluded from this. All these things were justified if he said it too. And obviously he would have said it with respect, not in a kind of abrupt or rude manner, not in a kind of defiant way. He would have come in, it doesn't apply to me. But what he adopted, he adopted the path of high caution. And he adopted the path of utmost respect. That even if there is one percent possibility that this applies to me, then I go to be double safe. So he secluded himself that I must not even, that opportunity must not come. That now I speak one word in the presence of Allah's Nabi Wasallam, and my voice became louder than his and I become the application of this ayat. So Saad al-Nawr comes back to Nabi Wasallam, and he says, this is what he's saying. He is saying that he is gone. His voice is naturally louder. Allah's Nabi Wasallam says, Bal huwa min ahlil jannah. Are, he is a jannati. Now he submitted to that high level while walking on this earth he got that basharat and that glad tidings of the jannati. Abu Huraira says after that that whenever we saw Sabit walking we said how if you see somebody a person of jannat walking on earth look at him. Where this came from? This came from this response. This came from as we call it attitude. From this attitude. The attitude of submission. The attitude of complete annihilation of oneself. I am nobody. And whatever the command of Allah Ta'ala comes, I am ready to submit myself. So though he was not what was referred to, but he took that higher route of caution, Allah Ta'ala made it such that that became the means of his glad tidings coming while he's still walking on this earth, that you're a jannati. So the sahabai kiram, when they came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they say, that how do we manage this? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu said, don't you say this, what the Yahud and Nasara said, sami'na wa asayna. Or don't you ever react in that manner. Instead you say, Sami'na wa ata'ana. Allah, we have heard, we have submitted, we are obedient to it. Now you are worried about that you're not going to be able to manage this because some things are involuntary. Then you make istighfar on that also. Sami'na wa ata'ana, bufraq. Ya Allah, you forgive us. What is we regarding it as something beyond us. But this too we are saying, Ya Allah, you forgive us. Whereas we, our condition is, after having done something also, we say, well, this was something which, not serious. Well, it's not that bad. These statements that we use to try and minimize the severity of the wrong. It's not that bad. What does it mean? It's little but good. The wrong is wrong. The wrong cannot be that bad, meaning not very bad, little bit bad and little bit good. The wrong is not 50-50. Wrong is wrong. Something is a sin is a sin. Person says, I'm not doing something that bad. I just watch a few movies now and then. I don't watch all the very serious, serious stuff. So I'm not that bad. So I'm not that bad means I'm little bit good. I'm only watching certain things. I'm little bit good. But as bad is bad. Sin is sin. Evil is evil. Person says, no, I only get, you know, I only give interest by taking some loan from the bank. I don't take interest. So I'm not that bad. Whereas the Hadith Sharif says, The person who gives, the person who takes, everybody Allah Ta'ala's curse is on. 
Now, where did this differentiation come? That what is that bad and what is very bad and not that bad? What Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, what Allah Ta'ala has cursed, what Allah Ta'ala has made haram? It is bad, it is totally evil. Then it is a different thing, one person is doing it hundred times, one person is doing it one time, it's still totally evil. So, the Sahaba Kiram were taught this lesson. Allah's Nabi Islam said to them, yes, you are saying that this is beyond you, you still say, I, we have submitted. Don't say, no, it's beyond us. Say, we have submitted. Sami'ina wa ata'ana, ghufranak. Then you make istighfar on top of that. There are many things which might not be in the level of sin. But even that requires that we make istighfar from it sometimes. For example, in the Hadith Sharif, it comes that the accidental glance, the accidental glance, a person is walking on the road and accidentally his glance fell on some non-mahram, on some woman. So the accidental glance is forgiven. There's no sin because it was by accident. It wasn't intentional. So now the person says the accidental glance is the end of the story. Not the end of the story. The accidental glance was no sin. <coughs> But that accidental glass also stole some poison. So that poison also will still affect the heart. So even that too, for the cleaning of the heart, it requires istighfar. No sin, but requires istighfar. Otherwise, that one accident and another accident and a third accident, and in time, the person will be in a total accident. So this istighfar, sometimes it may not be a clear-cut sin, but that istighfar is still required. The Qur'an Sharif is teaching us this. That say, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا On top of that, make istighfar also. غُفْرَانَكْ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ This is, this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, that in tubdu مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ Whether you expose what is inside your hearts, whether you conceal it, Allah Ta'ala will take you to account for it. This is the entire surah Baqarah before it the longest surah of the Qur'an Sharif. This is at the tail end of the surah. And this surah has the greatest number of ahkam, the laws of Allah Ta'ala. Laws regarding various aspects of life. The laws regarding salah, zakat, hajj. The laws regarding the various uh, punishments. The punishment for theft, what will be the punishment? And various other, the punishment for drinking and so on. So, so many things have been mentioned in the surah, all these various laws. And at the end, this ayat is being brought. That remember all the time that you are in somebody's, somebody is overseeing what you are doing. The various things that have been forbidden. Remember that really learning the law is not going to be good enough. But creating this within yourself, the spirit, that whatever we are doing, somebody is above us, somebody is watching, somebody is seeing, somebody is seeing what's in my heart. So when this becomes the person's condition that is forever conscious, now he'll practice on those commands. But if that consciousness is not there, then those commands will be well known. We'll know all the details of it. We'll be able to write a book on it. But it'll be still missing in our lives. So this is the aspect that we have to bring in our hearts. That we are being told whether you conceal it, whether you expose it, whether you are in public, whether you are alone. Allah Ta'ala is watching. And Allah Ta'ala will take all this to count also. As far as these thoughts are concerned, as we said that the general wording of the ayat apparently includes everything. But 
it refers to those thoughts which a person has made a decision about. That he wants to do a certain thing. And if he's made a decision about some wrong, then he'll be accountable for that. As far as what is not a decision, so what is an involuntary thought? It came, it came, let it go. Don't harbor it. Don't let it sit there in the heart. Don't entertain it. Many a person becomes very, very perturbed that why did these thoughts come to me? So why did they come? Answer is straightforward. That there's a creation of Allah Ta'ala called Shaitan. And he's got no other job except Allah Yuwasmi Sufi Sudurin Nas. That's his only job to keep whispering evil in the hearts of people. So why it came? That's the answer why it came. Now the issue is that what to do thereafter? Once a thought has come, it came involuntarily, let it go. Don't give it any place. Don't entertain it. Now the person says it came and it sat down on itself, made its own house. The thing is, it doesn't make its own house. We allow it to sit down. It has got no way of making its own place. But we allow it to sit down, we allow it to make itself comfortable in our hearts, then that's what will happen. When that involuntary thought came, now shaitan starts using that further to poison the heart, to start thinking of evil. Now a person engages that thought. That is his doing. What he should be doing at that time is totally turning the attention to something else. Turning the attention to something positive. That the true believers and the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, when this whisper of shaitan comes, then they immediately turn to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Deep down from the heart, they remember Allah Ta'ala. And when they remember Allah Ta'ala, then their true eyes open out. So this is the ilaj and this is the remedy for these involuntary thoughts and these things that come and distract us and take us away from the path of Allah Ta'ala to ignore it and to turn to Allah Ta'ala. To turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala. To recite ta'awuz. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. And then to turn the mind to something else. To something positive. Turn it to the akhirat. Turn it to the moment of death. Turn it to imagining that moment when a person is being lowered in his grave. Turn it to the moment when the person will be made to sit up in the grave and be asked the questions by Munkar and Nakir. Turn it to the moment when he'll be standing on the day of Qiyamat and he'll be questioned about everything. So now when that thought comes, it's not possible for the heart to be attentive to two things at the same time. Al-Qalbu la tatawajjahu ila shay'ain fi anin wahid. It cannot be concentrating on two things at the same time. Now shaitan whispered that evil, he turned his whole heart to the akhirat. He put himself in the qabr. He laid himself in the grave. He is seeing himself being lowered in the grave, feeling that when something is just going down, he is feeling that within himself. He is feeling the coldness of the floor of the grave under him. So where is it going to be now possible for that thought which shaitan whispered to remain in his mind and heart? But it requires this mujahada a little bit. At that moment, there is a mujahada inside to now actively turn the attention in this direction. Turn the attention towards making tawaf. Subhanallah. What a wonderful thought. Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody with that. So now he's absorbing his heart and mind in tawaf. 
or absorbed himself in the in the imagination of being standing in front of the Roza Mubarak and offering his salam salam. Turn the heart towards something which will totally distract the mind and heart from that thought which shaitan whispered. As simple as that. But if we engage it, we're entertaining it. If a person tries to deliberately push it out too, he's entertaining it. Don't bother about it. It's a highway. It's a super highway. Anything and everything will pass. The best car will pass and some dog will pass also. Some rat will also run across the road sometimes. We don't have to spend our time and attention and effort to see who's passing and what's passing. We carry on on the road. And we pay attention to the destination. So this is the aspect about these thoughts. Nevertheless, when the sahaba kiram they took on what Nabi Sallallahu said to them. That you say, Sami'na wa ata'na, ghufranak. This suddenly was the thing on everybody's tongue. Sami'na wa ata'na, ghufranak, rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. When this became the thing that's flowing out of each person's tongue, the next ayat that was revealed, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ Then the ayat further down, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا Allah Ta'ala does not place such a burden on anybody which he is not capable of undertaking. And لَهَا مَا كَسَبَتْ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ He will not be taken to task for something involuntary. These ayat were then revealed in response to the way that the Sahaba reacted. That they submitted themselves entirely. So this was the time when Wahi was being revealed. But in this time and age, we sometimes see everything close to us. We say, but how is it going to be possible? Many a person says that, how can it be possible in this time and age that a person runs his business without being involved with the banks and ODs and whatever else? Now it seems like an impossibility. How is it possible in this time and age that a person adopts parda in its reality? These become the things that come out of our tongues. How is it possible? Na'uzu billahi min zalik. Allah Ta'ala gave a command as if Allah Ta'ala na'uzu billah was not aware that 1400 years down the line this command won't be practicable. It won't be something that would be possible for anybody to do. Allah Ta'ala is giving a command that would be impossible. Na'uzu billah. Allah Ta'ala's Quran Sharif is still Qiyamat. And everything in the Quran Sharif is practicable till Qiyamat. It's a different thing. We make things difficult for ourselves. Otherwise, everything is perfectly possible. So, like the sahaba kiram submitted, and Allah Ta'ala opened the way out for them, we sometimes see everything bleak around us. We see that if we submit to the command of Allah Ta'ala, we might collapse and crash. That's what it seems. Shaitan creates that fear in a person's heart. Shaitan that is his job to keep bringing all these threats but when a person submits to Allah ta'ala, just as the sahaba kiram this opening came for them Allah ta'ala will bring this for a person who submits in this time and age also that what he thought was now destruction Allah ta'ala will show him how that is success what he thought can never work Allah ta'ala will show him after he has submitted but the issue is we have to take the first step our Situation unfortunately is we first want Allah Ta'ala to open the door for us, then we'll decide to walk in that direction. No, first we start walking. Yusuf ran towards the locked doors, which he was aware that it is locked. 
and there's no key that he has to it. But he did what was in his capacity, he ran towards the locked doors. Allah Ta'ala with his grace opened the locked doors. So the same thing we have to do. We run in the direction of Allah Ta'ala. And all those obstacles and what we think is not going to be possible, Allah Ta'ala will make it all possible. So this is that aspect that is being brought to our minds and hearts that we are be, be forever conscious, forever be aware. Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware how we are, what we are doing. In tubdu mafian fusikum yuhasibkum that muhasaba, that accountability. What we are saying, whoever we are saying it to, whether we are saying it to a person who is a total stranger to us, what we are saying to him, how we are saying it, whether we are saying it to our wife. What we are saying, it is no license that because now somebody is our wife for 40 years and 50 years or 20 years, so now we can say what we want and how we want. She is also the servant of Allah Ta'ala. And that stranger is also the servant of Allah Ta'ala. Our friend is also the servant of Allah Ta'ala. And we'll be accountable for how we deal with anyone and everyone. And we'll be more accountable for how we deal with those closest to us. We'll be more accountable of how we dealt with our parents. How we dealt with our kit and kin. How the wife dealt with the husband. How the husband dealt with the wife. Yuhasibkum bihlah. Allah Ta'ala will take all, us to account for all this. So this muhasaba. What am I saying? Can I just think that I said anything, break anybody's heart, hurt anybody's feelings, and there will be no repercussions? There will be no accountability? Oh, there's a lot of accountability. Allah Ta'ala is reminding us. And then these ayat were revealed, these very well-known ayat, the ayat, Amana Rasul till the end, which brought about this opening. In the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Allah's Nabi Sallallahu says that these two ayat, the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah, from Amana Rasul till the end, whoever recites every night, then kafatah, these two ayat will be sufficient for him. Sufficient for what? So there are various explanations. One hadith also indicates it will suffice for Qiyamul Layl. Meaning if perchance he did not wake up, he'll still get the sawab by means of the recitation of this ayat. The other is it will suffice from all the evils. Jinn and black magic and jadu and whatever else. We have to submit and take on what Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has taught us with that total yaqeen. The recitation of these surahs, the Quran Sharif, the last three quls, and these ayat of the Quran Sharif, the last ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah, these are the things that Allah's Nabi Islam himself has given. The prescription coming from Nabi Islam himself. Hazrat Umar ta'ala an, and Hazrat Ali ta'ala an, they both emphasized that make sure you recite these ayat because this has been revealed from the special treasure under the arch of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. And teach it to your woman folk and children. As Umar says that the person who has the least intelligence also, the person who has the least intelligence also, he will not go to sleep at night without reading these ayat. So we don't know it by heart, we haven't memorized it, look inside and read it. In a few days' time, merely by looking inside and reading it, we'll be know we'll memorize it without any effort. Without any extra effort, we merely look inside the Quran Sharif or listen to it and repeat it. And inshallah, in a few days' time, we'll know it. But what a great protection we are gaining. And the special mercy of Allah, wa ta'ala. So, these ayat then, 
explain to us that Allah Taala will not place such a burden on a person. La yukallifullahu nafsan illa wusaha laha ma kasabat wa alayha magtasabat. Allah Taala doesn't place a burden which is beyond us. We make things difficult upon ourselves. For example, a person, it is very easy for any person to walk from here to there. But somebody decides to tie one leg up and then on the other, he put one extra oversized shoe on the other. So he's going to fall. But he tied himself up. He wore an oversized shoe. So we put ourselves in the shackles and chains of the Yahud and Nasara. We put ourselves in the shackles and chains of their way of life. So now we say, but this is difficult. It's not difficult. We have made it difficult by shackling ourselves in the way of life of the Yahud. By tying ourselves up with the way of life of the Nasara. By adopting their fashions and cultures. By adopting what they have presented. So now when a person has tied himself up, now he says, I can't walk. Untie yourself, you'll be able to walk. So this is what Allah wa Ta'ala has very openly, clearly given us. And this is the way that we have to adopt the way of the Sahaba Ikram, the total submission to Allah wa Ta'ala. Total submission to whatever Nabi Islam has given us. And to the extent we will submit, to that extent Allah Ta'ala will remove all the obstacles from our way, remove all the difficulties, what we saw as insurmountable, something we will never be able to overcome. But when we will submit, Allah Ta'ala will make that also possible. So this is the message of these ayat in very, very brief words. The Quran Sharif is filled with meaning which we will never be able to fathom till Qiyamah. But this little droplets, two if we take to heart and we start bringing in our lives, inshallah this two will take us a far way ahead. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala bless us with the true understanding of the Quran Sharif and bless us with the practice and amal as well. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 
ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسوں شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناما سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 
ഹമ്മദുറ والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان إله العالمين يا الله بري جنهكاره بري خطاكاره بري مجرمه إله العالمين يا الله همني كتنه جناكيه إله العالمين آبكي ساري نعمته كاركي كتنه نافرماني كي يا الله إله العالمين دن رات آبكي نعمته مي يا الله الله چل پھر رهي يا الله سب کچھ خاپي رهي يا الله الہ العالمین ہر نعمت کا بلا ہم نے نافرمانی سے دیا یا اللہ الہ العالمین ہم کتنے برے ظالم ہیں یا اللہ الہ العالمین کتنے برے ناقدرے ہیں یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ مہذب نے فضل و کرم سے ہماری تمام گناہوں کو معاف فرما الہ العالمین یا اللہ فگیو اول او میجر ان مائنس سنز یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگیو میجر ان گریٹیٹیوڈ یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگیو دی ظلم دیٹ وی ہیو پٹ اپون اور سیلز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس دی توفیق اف بینگ گریٹفل ٹو یو فار اول یور نعمت یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس دی ریئلٹی اف شکر یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ اس یور اوبیڈینس یا اللہ یا اللہ انیبل اس ٹو یوز اول یور نعمت ان یور اوبیڈینس یا اللہ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ گرانٹ اس دی توفیق اف یوزنگ اور آئز ان اے وے دیٹ ول پلیز یو یا اللہ یا اللہ سیو اس فرام لوکین اول دی حرام یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اف یو ویش ان ون مومنٹ یو کین سنیچ دی سائٹ اوے یا اللہ الہ العالمین ہاؤ ان مائنڈفل یو ہیو بین اف دس ریئلٹی یا اللہ Allah, you can create some disease in our eyes that can blind us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you can create some complication that will forever snatch this gift away from us, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, you have been so tolerant with us, Ya Allah. You have been so merciful and so kind, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have taken advantage of this mercy, Ya Allah. But we are still begging of your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you enable us to use our eyes correctly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to use our ears correctly, Ya Allah. Let us listen to that which will please you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from listening to all the evils and haram, Ya Allah. Save us listening to music, Ya Allah. Save us from listening to ghibat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from listening to vulgarity, Ya Allah. From listening to obscenity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us use our tongues in the correct manner, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us use it in a way that will bring muhabbat, Ya Allah. Let us use it in a way that will join hearts, Ya Allah. Let us use it in a way that will bring happiness to the hearts, Ya Allah. Let us use it in a way that will bring happiness to the hearts of our families. please ya allah to the hearts of our wives and children ya allah to the hearts of our parents ya allah to the hearts of our friends and relatives ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah save us from using this tongue to commit ghibat ya allah 
Save us from using this tongue to speak evil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to use our hands correctly, Ya Allah. Let us hold the Quran Sharif with this Mubarak hand, this hand that you have given us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us use his hands to help people, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from using these hands for haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us use our legs in the correct manner, Ya Allah. Let it be a means of taking us to the masjid, Ya Allah. Let, us be, let it be a means of making us walk in your path, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let these legs be a means moving in the direction that you will be pleased with, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from using these legs that you have given us to walk towards places of haram, Ya Allah. To walk towards avenues of evil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you save us from all these things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to use our hearts correctly, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts the house of your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, let us think that which will please you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the evil thoughts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you protect us when the time of shaitan's whispers, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you enable us to think of that which will remove those, Ya Allah, whispers of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from being entrapped by the whispers of Shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from thinking all evil and all haram and ya Allah, all immoral things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove all these idols from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts from all the idols, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the tawfiq of doing that which will please you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you are totally dependent on your help, Ya Allah. Every moment, Ya Allah, every breath, Ya Allah, we are dependent on your help, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you do not take your help away from us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if you uplift your help for one second, Ya Allah, we'll be destroyed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you enshroud us in your mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enshroud us in your help, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you grant us your protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us from every direction, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you make us among your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not take us to task on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is nothing we can present, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have nothing that we can present to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what is our righteous actions also is so full of wrong, Ya Allah. Our righteous actions also is so weak, Ya Allah. It is so corrupted in terms of intention, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, the motivations have all been wrong, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, what can we present to you, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, we are only, Ya Allah, having hope in your mercy, Ya Allah. We are begging for your forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us in this dunya also, Ya Allah. On the day of Qiyamah also, let us pass without any hisab kitab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us Jannatul Firdos without any hisab kitab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if we are going to be taken to account, Ya Allah, we will be destroyed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot give an account for anything, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, without any hisab kitab, give us Jannatul Firdos, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, if you grant us Jannat, there is nobody to ask you, Ya Allah. There's nobody to question you why you gave undeserving people like us Jannat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, but we'll be saved, Ya Allah. Your Rasulullah, Allah, so will become happy, Ya Allah. That his Ummati got saved, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your love for Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us Jannat al-Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us live our lives in the way that the heart of Nabi Islam will be cooled, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from being that which will bring pain and difficulty on the heart of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we have caused too much of taklif to the Mubarak heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us the means of the coolness of the heart of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, you make our ibadat correct, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make our mu'amalat correct, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the correct mu'asharat, Ya Allah. Grant us the great akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu 
sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, give us those actions that will please you, Ya Allah, please you, Ya Allah. And please the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all, from all the indecent things, Ya Allah. Save us from all the immorality, Ya Allah. Save us from e- all the evil chats, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the haram sites, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from every evil and every haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, how long are we going to be following nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah? Nafs and shaitan have led us to destruction, Ya Allah. They made our lives a misery for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, they've destroyed our a'mal, Ya Allah. They've destroyed our haya, Ya Allah. They've destroyed our akhlaq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, following nafs and shaitan has made us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, totally aloof from you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from the following of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to follow every command of yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, on this night, we are totally submitting to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we are 100% submitting ourselves to you alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you open the way out for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you take us forward, Ya Allah. You take our families forward, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you take our friends forward, Ya Allah. Take our friends and relatives forward, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take the entire ummah of Rasulullah Wasallam forward, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us all from the azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from following the ways of the Yahud and the Sarah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, remove us from all the Allah, evils that we have fallen in, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring us onto Sirat Mustaqim, Ya Allah. Bring us on the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, whoever is sick, give them Shifa'i Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Ya Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody has, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Ummah is suffering, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, grant each one halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant each one barakat in their rizq, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the lives, the wealth, the health. Ya Allah, the honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the iman and a'mal of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put barakat in it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul Alamin, take us on tawbat and nasuh. Ya Allah, take us with iman kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafa of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us jannatul firdaus without any hisaqitab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families from throughout the ummah, Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Make their qabr's gardens of jannah for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the highest stages of the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, remove all their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill the, all their ya Allah, needs of dunya and needs of akhirat as well, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever Rasulullah asked for, Ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good. Whatever your Habib Pak sought refuge from, Ilahul Alamin, we are also seeking your refuge. Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiul alim, wa tub alayna ya maulana, innaka anta tawabur rahim. Allahum inna nas'aluka min khayma, sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammadi wa alihi wa sahabi ijma'in. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.